Okay, so today is Memzayin Amrala. If we start where Lucy left off, which is 10 lines down, or rather 12 lines down, uh Tanan. Okay, so the Gemara is holding by, um, we said yesterday a bunch of Kholois of when, when you have a Machlekes between this Madiyama and that Madiyama, who the Halach is like. And Mishashah sort of came along and, and sort of negated the whole concept by saying, no, you have to judge each case on its merits, and we don't follow Kholos in terms of who we paskin like. So the Gemara now keeps bringing rayas of why is Reb Misharshi saying this? How does he know that we don't follow the Kholos? So the Gemara now is going to, going to basically the whole Lamed Aleph today is going to be trying to bring further rayas to the fact that uh, that of where Reb Misharshi's source is that we don't we don't hold by those Kholos. So Elamehadetran, maybe it's from the following Mishnah talking about. Uh, establishing a tchum. This is what Chazal said. When they said that a uh, a poor person makes an Arab with his feet, right? So there's two. We, we always learned when we're learning about Arab tchum, and there's two ways to make an Arab with food. You put your food there, or you stand there until Shabbos starts. So this Mishnah is going to say that the concept of of using your feet only applies to an ani, only a poor person who doesn't have food to use. Reb Meir Meir says, "Ain anu ain lanu ani." Only a poor person is allowed to use the uh, the the concept of standing there physically when when Banish Masha starts. Let me hold on a second. So only and only uh, only an ani is allowed to stand there physically and. Uh, make his air of tchumen uh, from that point, uh, but uh, but a rich person uh, or a person who has access to food has to use food. If you want, you could use your physical presence. If you want, you could use food. So the reason why they said making an air uh, that you can use bread is to make it easier for someone who has access to food. If you want, you don't have to physically be there, which is annoying, but you can simply leave your food there so that you don't have to physically be there. But of course, if someone wants to physically be there, even if he has food, he's allowed to. So now, so Chia Barashi was teaching this Mishnah, so to Rav son Chia, and he said, both a poor person and a rich person could use the method of food, or the method of, rather, the method of being there physically. So Rav, Rav told Rav Chia Barashi, he said, when you teach it, Sayyim Banami, you have to end the, 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 the teaching with Halacha Krav Yehuda, that Halacha Vals Rav Yehuda. Now, we said yesterday that whenever we have a Machlechus from Meir Rav Yehuda, Halacha is like Rav Yehuda. So Tati Lamali, why do I need Rav to tell me that finish off and say that Halacha is like Rav Yehuda if, if, um, um, if um, uh, we already had a concept, we have a cloud that Allah is always like Rabbi Yehuda when he argues with a mayor. So it's, it's extra. So says, You already told me that whenever the concept of when you have, ever have a, a rachlech between a mayor of Yehuda, Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. So must be, this is Rabbi Shashia's source that we don't always hold by that, by that cloud. So Yimara says, No, really we do always hold by that cloud. My kusha, what's your problem? Dilma Rav, right? Rav doesn't agree in that cloud. Who said that cloud? Rabbi Yechanan said that cloud. So, so, but uh, Rabbi Rav doesn't hold like Rabbi Yochanan. Um, I'm sorry. One second. No, so, right. So, 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 therefore, Dilma Rav, Leslie, Lahani, Klali. Maybe Rav doesn't hold of it. But the problem is you have no riot to Rabbi Misharshia because to make it even more complex, whenever you have a machlekes between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, we pass him like Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Mishash, who's coming later, has to follow Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan held of these kolos. So if Rabbi Yochanan held of these kolos, then Rabbi Mishash has to hold of these kolos. So maybe Rav doesn't hold that Allah is always like Rabbi Yehuda, and that's why he had to teach it. But Rabbi Mishash doesn't have a source. He can't bring a raya from Rav, because we don't pass him like Rav, we pass him like Rabbi Yochanan, that we do follow the klal. The so, um, 
So Gemara now tries again. Oh, so I'll tell you how Rabbi Misharshia knows. We don't always follow the Klal. Because we have a Mishnah that says the following. Hayyivama. So when you have a Yavama, right? So we know the concept of Yavama is that the husband dies without children. Now, the wife cannot go and get married immediately to someone else. Why? Because if she gets pregnant right away, or she develops a pregnancy right away, we don't know, is it the new husband? And the Yibam was a good Yibam. Or maybe it's really the child of the first husband she wasn't showing yet. And... It's, uh, it's, it's, um, and uh, she's, not allowed to, she, she's not allowed to marry the brother, right? Because there's no, there's no chiv of yibam. So that's why she has to wait before doing yibam or, or before doing chalitza. She has to wait to see if, if um, she develops a child or not, okay? So, she can't do chalitza or yibam until three months passes, right? So, chalitza she also can't do because maybe if the child dies, then the chalitza is not chal. Chalitz is not chal, and then um, she really uh, subject to to uh, to to gibum to the to, to the brother, uh, and then um, uh, the chalitz won't be chal after the fact. Okay, so actually, so you have to wait three months to determine which child this is. Is this a child from the first husband, or is this a child from the new husband? Now, all other women, so similarly, all other women are not allowed to marry uh, or even do until three months pass, right? So we sort of make this exera that no women are allowed to get married when they leave their first marriage until they wait three months. Okay? It doesn't matter if they even had relations before or not, so obviously a basula, it's impossible for her to be pregnant, but we make exera, we make exera without any exceptions. So it doesn't matter if she's a basula, baula, it doesn't matter if she was an amana, where the husband died, or a grusha, where if you got divorced, there's no concept at all of yibum, it doesn't matter, she divorced the first husband, but nevertheless, we make exera without a, any, any exceptions. Now it is Tanakama holds, that even if all they did was erisin, remember, erisin in those days, not like erisin today, where you do it the same day. In those days, Erison was done way before Nisuin. But during the period of Arusa, she wasn't allowed to have relations with the husband yet. So even if if she's in Arusa and the husband dies, there's no way, and then she remarries, it can't be the first husband's child because she was only in Arusa to the first husband. They didn't have children. She wasn't allowed to live with him. So you would think for an Arusa there should be no Xera, but again, Loy Plug says that Echad Arusa, Echad Nesuas, whether she was fully married, only Erisin, she is not allowed, she has to wait the three months. Now Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says no. Rabbi Huda says just the opposite. That Nesuas Yisarsu, that we follow it logically. Those women who it might be the child of the first husband in Echanami have to wait. But those relationships where there's no way it's the child of the first husband, no problem. So Nesuos, if she was fully married to the first husband, then Yisarsu, then she could do Erisin to the second husband. Because when she does Erisin to the second husband, she can't live with the second husband. So who cares? Why does she have to wait three months to do the Erisin? Do the Erisin tomorrow. The husband died yesterday, do the Erisin tomorrow. And, uh, and uh, what's it called? And um, she, you're not going to have a child anyway. As long as you don't do the Nesuin for three months, she, if, if she gets pregnant, obviously it was the child of the first husband. And similarly, if, Arusa, if she was only an Arusa to the first husband, then if she has a child with the second husband, it has to be the second husband's child because she only did Erisin to the first husband. So if Arusa, if she was only an Erisin to the first husband, you know, so she can get married. However, there's an exception. The Arusas in Yehuda, what happens is they would let those um, um, betra- engaged husbands and wives um, be alone. And the problem is that uh, they would become familiar with each other and there was a possibility that they may live together. So therefore, in Yehuda, we don't allow Arison. 
You have to wait the three months because there you might actually have run into a problem where even though it's Arison, he lives with her. But normally, no problem. So Rabbi Huda, you can do Arison. Rabbi Yaisi, I, 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 Rabbi Yaisi comes out in the middle. He says, Kol yasarsu, that anyone can do Arison, chutzmin almanam if they're able, except for almana, except within 30 days because she's mourning for her husband, right? So for 30 days, she's not allowed to get, she's not allowed to do Arison. But any woman could do Arison. However, he doesn't hold that an Arusa can do Nesuin. So he's sort of in the middle. So Rabbi Yossi in the middle. So you have the Tanakhama, who's the, who's the most machmir, Rabbi Yehuda, who's Nekel, and Rabbi Yossi's in the middle. Now, Varmina, and we said like this, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar did not go up to the base Madrish. He found Rabbi who was there in the base Madrish. Amalei said to him, What did we learn in, in base Madrish today? Amalei, that this is what Rabbi Yochanan said. Halacha Rabbi Yossi. Remember, Rabbi Yochanan is the one yesterday who said all of our Klaloys. He's the one who made the cloud that whenever there's a machlokes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosi, that looks like Rabbi Yosi. So, and when and when there's a machlokes between Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda, that looks like Rabbi Yehuda. So if the, if Rabbi Yosi beats Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosi certainly beats Rabbi Meir. So in this, the Gemara is basically going to come out. This Mishnah, if the Tanakam is Rabbi Meir and the middle guy is Rabbi Yehuda, the Alocha obviously has to be like Rabbi Yosi because he trumps everyone. So why the Gemara's is going to be? Why did Rabbi Yechon have to tell me the Alocha is like Rabbi Yosi? Obviously, if we follow Rabbi Yechonan's call, the Alocha is like Rabbi Yosi must be Rabbi Mishashi is right. We don't always follow the cloud. That's going to be the Gemara's point. So, so first the Gemara, the Gemara spells this out, but I basically told it to you outside. So first the Gemara says, Mechlal de Chidoi so it implies that Rabbi Yossi is arguing the Tanakam is only a, an individual shita, not a rabbim, because if it was a rabbim, then yachib rabbim, alocha karabim. So the Gemara says, and in, yes, it's correct that he's only arguing with the yachid. The Tanakam is only a yachid. Because we learned in a Bryce like this. If you had a woman who was going, living, who, who was away from home. So basically, you have a woman who was on vacation when the husband died. So obviously, for the last three months, she can't be pregnant from the husband because she was in Florida and he was in New York. So obviously it's not her baby. They were separated. The husband was too sick or too old to have children. She was sick. Akara, she was barren. She was old. She was too young. She was an islandist. Or she... Uh, let's say she had her tubes tied so she wasn't capable of having children. So in all these cases, what's the problem of letting her get remarried? Her husband was locked up. Or after the husband died, she already had a miscarriage. So there's no chashash anymore that there's going to be a new baby. She already miscarried once the husband died. Nevertheless, you still have to wait. This is the Tanakamu says light plug, and this Bryce says that they Reb Meir, that it's the sheet of Reb Meir. So we just established that Reb Meir is our Tanakama. Reb Yaisi says, no, you could do Arison right away, and you could <coughs> do Nesuin right away, because these women cannot be pregnant. So Reb Yaisi is the same Reb Yaisi by us. Reb Meir is our Tanakama, and Reb Yehuda. So now what do you see here? So you see now, Lamali, why do I need Rabbi Yechonin to tell me that the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi? Va'amrit, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, Allah Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi trumps everyone. So obviously the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi. So Gemara knocks it off. No, my kusha. So what's your problem? Maybe the reason why Rabbi Yechonin said it is because he wanted to tell you don't learn like Rabbi Nachman in the name of Shmuel Damar, Halach Rabbi Meir, Bigzei Who says that we do follow Rabbi Meir when he makes a Gzeira. 
So in certain parts of Allah, when Reb Meir made Xera, we follow Reb Meir. Now, our case of Yibam is all Xera, right? Because we have cases here where it's physically not possible that this, this woman is carrying a child of the first husband. For example, he was locked up in prison, she, and she didn't visit him. So obviously it's not her. Nevertheless, we make Xera, we make a low plug. So Reb Nachman Amr Shmuel said, whenever Reb Meir makes Xera, we follow him. So Reb Yochanan wanted to teach you that even though you have my klal, that Reb Meir trumps Reb Yehu, Reb, Reb, I'm sorry. Even though you have my caller, Reb Yoisi trumps Reb Meir, but you might think that when Reb Meir makes Xera, he trumps Reb Yoisi. So that's why Reb, Yo- Reb Yochanan had to teach you that even by Xera, Reb Yoisi trumps Reb Meir. Okay, so the Gemara now has tr- looking for another source for Reb Misharsha. Elim Hadetanya from this price. Hochen Yared shall not come. So now we're talking about buying from a guy right before the holiday. So the Gemara Navai Dezara talks about this. I believe it's already the first Mishnah in that you're not supposed to buy from Goyim near their holidays because you're going to cause them to thank the Avaydazara for the business or for the, for the um, money that came to their hand. So Gemara now talks about certain cases that are mutter to do. You're allowed to go to the, uh, to the flea market, the Goyish flea market, and buy behemoths, Vavadim servants, made servants, Batim houses, Sardis fields, crumb and vineyards. You can even write up, write the deed in their courts, because um, it's like saving property from their hands. In other words, um, we're saying here that you have a heter now, even uh, though they may come to thank their avodah but we give you a heter here, to, because, because in these cases, either you're taking property from them, which we want to remove property in Eretz Yisrael from Goyim and give it to Yedin, or you're elevating the status. So, for example, anim- animals, uh, um, when, when a Yid has them, they rest on Shabbos, Slave shichus and avadim, they become chayiv in certain mitzvahs, so you're elevating their status, and and so all these things we made a heter and we said you're still allowed to buy from a guy, and we even allow you to go into the guyish court because the only way to protect yourself from the guy saying later on I never sold it to you is to get a deed from their Gaisha court. So that's why we even allow you to go into the Gaisha court. And the Gemara now says even Vaita, if he was a Kayin, you're even allowed to contaminate yourself in Chutzlaretz to go and sue them to uh, uh, um, retain property. Now, what's the Xera of leaving Eretz Yisrael? Because in Chutzlaretz, they weren't careful about where they marked, marking their graves. So the potential was that a Kayin might step on a body. Now, uh, it's only Xera. It's not for sure. It's a Dirabonon. So we were Matya the Dirabonon, the Xera for a Kayin, in order again to protect this property from a guy. Just like he can be Matami himself in Chutzlaretz to go and sue a guy. A Kayin can also go into a cemetery. Hold on, that's a Daraisa. You think he can really go into a cemetery? He can't be Matya to go and sue a guy. We're talking about the base of Bras case. We're. There was a, a, a grave in this field, and the plow plowed through the field, and there's Xavier that a kind shouldn't walk through there because he might be Mitame. We say here that a kind is allowed to walk through here to sue a guy. Now, the reason why it's only Xavier is because usually a plow doesn't reach deep enough to actually dig up bones from the grave, so therefore it's only Xavier. So we allow a kind to do that to, to sue. Now, the, the Bryce goes right A kind's allowed to contaminate himself. By going to Chutzlaretz or through a base pras to marry a woman or to learn Tyra, I'm Rabbi Yehuda Emesai. When when there's no Rebbe in, in the vicinity where he is, If you have a Rebbe in your city, you don't have a right to go to Chutzlaretz to do. No, no. Even if you have a Rebbe here, you're allowed to go to Chutzlaretz to, to learn by another Rebbe. Why? Right? 
You, your Rebbe, you need to have a certain repertoire with your Rebbe. You have to hit it off with him. And you, you can't just pick a random Rebbe and learn from him. You have, it has to be a guy that you connect with. So therefore, if that Rebbe that you connect with is in Chutz Laaretz, you're allowed to leave here, the Rebbe that's here in your vicinity, and go to Chutz Laaretz. So I'm Rebbe Yaisi. Ma'is Rebbe Yaisi Rakhon. There's even a story with Yaisi Rakhon. Shalach Yitzhak Rabbi Tzaydan Lomatari. You see that he was allowed to go to Chutz Laaretz to learn by his Rebbe. Ba'am Rebbe Yaichanan. Halach Rebbe Yaisi. Now once again, Rabbi Yochanan says that Allah is like Rabbi Yosi. Now hold on. Rabbi Yosi said, Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yosi already said a call. Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yosi Allah is Rabbi Yosi. Why are you repeating it? You had to teach it. You would have said, When do we say that a machlekes Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Yosi Allah is like Rabbi Yosi? That's only by Mishnayis. I might say by Brisa, you can't say that. Why? Well, what is really different about a b'risa? So b'risas were technically not as authoritative as a mishnah. Sometimes even a b'risa, Rashi says, you, the, 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 um, we change around. In other words, we would change around and say they, they were corrupt. They were more easily corrupted than mishnayas. So sometimes the mandiyama might even be wrong. So therefore you might say, since a b'risa is not as authoritative and not as um, reliable as a b'risa, a mishnah rather, is not as reliable as a b'risa, so maybe the halacha should not be just the opposite. I'm sorry, I confused myself. Since a Bryce is not as reliable as a Mishnah, so maybe the Allah is not always like Rabbi Yossi in a Bryce. Kamash Rulan, that Rabbi Yossi is teaching even by a Bryce, Rabbi Yossi trumps Rabbi Huda. So Gemara says, okay, so I have no place, no source for Rabbi Sharshia's Klal that you don't follow these Klalos of Rabbi Yossi beats Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda beats Rabbi Meir. So Elohaki Kamar, rather, we're going to change what Rabbi Sharshia meant. He meant, Hani Klal, he loved every Akol Ninu, that not everybody agrees to these Klalos of Rabbi Yochanan. For example, the Harab, Leslie, Hani Klali Rav himself, doesn't hold to these Klalos. So the Klalos are not universally accepted. Rabbi Yochanan holds to them, Rav doesn't. I'm Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel. Okay, so now we're switching gears, and for the rest of this Amud, we're going to talk about Chefzei of a, of a Nachri. Now, the Machlekes comes in like this. A Chefzei Yisrael, a Jew's belongings, take on the Jew's Tchum. <coughs> we had a Machlekes yesterday between Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Nuri, and the Chamim. What about Chefzei Hefker? What about ownerless objects? So ownerless objects, we had a Machlekes, according to the Chachamim, they have no... They have their, they have no uh, they have no uh, rishos. Quintavirchmanuri they do right. That was the machlekes. Now we're going to talk about a guy. Now a guy is a different story because a guy technically the halachas of tchum don't apply to him. So to really his objects should really have no concept of tchum at all. Why should they acquire tchum if they belong to the guy and the guy is allowed to leave his tchum? So his objects also the chayyim should be able to leave his tchum. So the concept comes if a guy comes from 6,000 amas away to your city with, uh, with, with watermelon, are you allowed to eat the watermelon on Shabbos? Right? Is that considered leaving the tchum or not? So, he says that they don't acquire a rishos. Now, Leman, who is this like? If you say it's going like the Rabbanan Pshita, it's obvious. If the Chamim hold if the Chamim hold that an ownerless object has no Rishos, then a guy who's even allowed to leave the Rishos, uh, who, who the Halachas of Tchum definitely don't apply to, certainly doesn't have a, 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 a what's it called, a, a, a um, Shvisa, right? Doesn't have a, a Makam for Shabbos. Is not considered to have a Tchum. So, so certainly, so why would, Reb, Reb, why would Shmuel have to have said it? It's, 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 it's not necessary. Does he need to mention that a uh, that the belongings of a guy don't have a rishos, don't have a tchum. El alibed Rabbi Yochanan Benuri has to be Shmuel was teaching you according to Rabbi Yochanan Benuri. If a kamashling was saying like this, Aim or the Amr Rabbi Yochanan Benuri Kan Shvisa. When does Rabbi Yochanan Benuri say that 
that that a a a a, chefza, a, a item that does that's not owned by a Jew has a shvuz has a residence for Shabbos has a tchum that's hanimili chefzei hefker that's only by chefzei hefker the less lubaylam which are ownerless of a chefzei anachi this lubaylam loy so Shmuel was teaching you that even according to Rabbi Yochim Nuri who says that an item not owned by a Jew has a reshos that's only ownerless item a hefker item but not an item belonging to a guy. Frak the Gemara Meisvei, but you have a problem from Abraisa. Abraisa says like this: Rav Shimon Allah Zeraimer, Hashayol Klimen Anachi Biyamtiv. Somebody borrows a borrows a pot from a guy on Yantiv. Okay, in the same city. And we say Yamtif because Shabbos is going to be harder to carry, right? You're going to have to have Erev and the whole thing, but Yamtif, no problem. You can go and borrow from a guy. So that's why the, the Bryce was talking about a case of Yamtif. If you lent the guy your keli, your pot before Yamtif, and then he returned it on Yamtif. And you have Kalim in storage, in, the, in your storage locker. Even if they were hefker, they were in the tchum. They get a tchum of two thousand amos in every direction. So even though these are kalim that belong to the guy, they get a tchum. Okay, If a guy brings fruit from outside tchum, so my watermelon case, to move them because they're outside the tchum. Now, now it's all good if Rabbi Yochanan holds. That a guy's items do have a shvos, because Hamani, who is this Tana that holds that you're not allowed to move them? We'll say it's Rabbi Yochanan Minuri. He holds that an ownerless item gets a reshos, and he'll also hold that a, um, that a uh, guy's item also gets reshos. So, Hamani, Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, he, Eli, Yamit, Kasav, Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, Chemse, Anachi, and Kanishvisa. But if you're going to say, like we tried to establish a minute ago, that Rabbi Yochanan Minuri holds, agrees that a guy's items don't have a reshos, then who does this price go like? Hamani, who is Rabbi Shem Ben Elazar going like? Loi Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, he doesn't feel like Rabbi Yochanan Minuri, and certainly Loi Rabbanan, because Rabbanan holds a Hefker item doesn't have a reshos, so he certainly holds a guy's item doesn't have a reshos. So, who's Rabbi Shem Ben Elazar going like? Sigmar says, so, and the problem is going to be, so why did Shmuel, so if Rabbi Yochim and Nuri holds that a guy's item has a, has a, has a Rishos, so who's Shmuel? The problem is going to be, who's Shmuel? When Shmuel said that a guy's item has no Shavos, has no Rishos, who's he going like? Sigmar says, Really, Rabbi Yochim and Nuri holds, Chavsi Anachi Kanish Visa. Shmuel, Damak Rabbanu. Shmuel, when he said, was saying like the Rabbanu, the Karmel Rabbanu Pshita. And then what you said, that it's partially according to the Rabbanu, uh, that of course a, a of course if a hefker item doesn't have a reshus then certainly a guy's item doesn't have a reshus no I'll tell you why Shmuel had to say it because you might have said that you might have said that maybe we should make a gzera that I, you're not allowed to take items of a guy outside of the tchum because you might come to confuse them with items of a yid that no even according to Rabbani you don't have to worry about that and you're allowed to <coughs> Take a guy's item out of the tchum, and if it left the tchum, you're allowed to move it around. And therefore, Shmuel was going according to the Rabbana. That Reb Chia Avna argued with Shmuel. He said, "No, a, a, a guy's objects do have a rishos." So Reb Yochanan argued with Shmuel, and he held no that a, you do make this gzera that you you restrict a guy's objects to a tchum because you don't want to confuse. Uh, 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 Jews, uh, Jews uh, items. Now, so Gemara says now that you had rams that they were brought to the city of Mavrachta on Yantif. The Goyim brought them from Mavrachta. Now, the rams were brought on Yantif from technically from outside the Tchum, but they were owned by Goyim. 
So Sharal who Rav Lebnei Muchaza Lemizban Minayo. So Rav allowed Muchaza. So Muchaza was two th- was four thousand amos away from Mavrachta. The Yidden and Muchaza made a tchum to allow them to go to Mavrachta. So so far you have Muchaza over here, Mavrachta over here, and the Yidden could go back and forth. The Goyim came from all the way up here outside the tchum and brought these animals. Now if the animals have a rishos, then how are you allowed to buy them? So Rav allowed them to buy them, right? Even though Mavrachta was outside the tchum of the ramps. Uh, so now, Amalei Ravina Lorava, hold on, my daite, who are you relying on? Dam Rabbi Yudam Shmuel, Chepsinach, Enkani Shvisa, you're relying on Shmuel who said that a guy's item doesn't have Shvisa, but Vashmuel Rabbi Yechon, Allah Rabbi Yechon. But whenever you have Allah, whenever we have a machlek between Shmuel Rabbi Yechon, we follow Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon is the one that said that a guy's items do have a tchum. So how could you take him out of, how could you allow them to leave Mavrachta and go to Mechuzah if you're not allowed to move them from Mavrachta? So, so, because we might confuse if you're going to allow them to take the guy's items that left the, that left the Tchum and came to Mavrachta, then what if a Yid's items left the Tchum and came to Mavrachta? Also, they're going to start moving them around. So, therefore, Rava agreed, Rava to use it in Mavrachta in its place, you're allowed to use it. Because, like Reb, like Reb, uh, who is that? Reb, Reb Gamliel said that when you're moved out of your trum and you're brought to a city, the whole city is like the Dalit Amas. So therefore, in Mavrachta, you're allowed to use it. It's considered within the Dalit Amas. But to take it from Mavrachta and move it now to Mechuza, that you're not allowed to do because Hitaka was masking to Ravina that we him like Rabbi Yochanan that a guy's item does have a Rishos. It's a Xayra. You might come to confuse it with the Yitz item. Okay, have a wonderful Shabbos, everyone. I do, if I don't speak to you, have a Gemar Chesim